prayer, and then we will look at what is called the fall. What is called the fall? Father, we come before your throne to hear your words. Father, you thousands of years ago gave this to us so that, Father, we may understand what it is we are against. That, Father, we may understand and look and see what is around us and understand that this is fruit of an event that happened 6,000 years ago. Father, your word is faithful. You said it, and it was so. And Father, may we look at your word this night, and Father, draw upon the, the, the riches of the depth of the amazement that you have done to your glory, to your praise, in Christ and Christ alone. Amen. In Genesis chapter 3, we have God's history of the condition of man and the curse that is on creation. Uh, It's laid out in 24 verses. Uh, It is given to us so that we may understand um, what I call the predicament that we're in. All right. Uh, you can get mad at Adam over this if you want to. It is of no benefit because had not Adam sinned, you would have. Okay. So um, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we can all say, well, if this, it doesn't matter. It was on path. We knew what was going to happen. God said that there will be a redeemer and it is so. All right. So when you look at this, you can look at it in, in, in this breakout. The first seven verses is what is called the temptation. And then 8 through 24 is the judgment. Okay. Because of the fall, there is judgment. All right. And it's funny because, you know, people tell me, that, well, why do you believe the Bible? And I said, because the penalty of sin is death and i don't really have to look far to get a handle on that all right um i mean it isn't like i have to go look for somebody who has died it is all there and it is the penalty of sin and and this this is the stuff that you got to really pay attention to because this is a lot of what is being bought into uh, what i call creative evolution uh, and God would, creative evolutionists will tell you that there were dinosaurs and they died and the man was created. Well, then that says that God was killing things before. All right? Before Adam ate of the fruit. Please, women get a bad rap out of this. Okay? And I mean, I can give you all the funny jokes about it, but the truth of the matter is, Adam willfully sinned. Okay? Who's responsible for sin? Man is. It's that easy. That's why, think about the birth of Christ. Whose seed was it? God's seed. It couldn't be a man's seed. Why? Man's seed is sinful. 
Okay, so that's just stuff that when you start messing with the Genesis account, you you start sending shockwaves through Scripture that you are not going to like the wave on the end of it. It's going to give you a whole new meaning to tsunami. Okay, so when you look at this, let's look how it began. Verse 1, chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field. And that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden. Okay, now I want you to look at that right there because Ezekiel chapter 28 says, verse 12, that this creature at one point was perfect. That's God's word, says it. All right? But look at how he starts. You shall not eat from any tree in the garden. Right now, listen. The snake has gone in. The serpent has already gone in. He knows what the commandment of God is. Right? And all he does is he takes the commandment of God and he throws another little phrase on it to make you what? Question. Doubt. Now watch what happens. And the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of, of the trees of the garden we may eat. Okay? She's got her Bible memorized. Real thin one. Okay? I can eat. Alright? But from the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it or touch it or you will die. Okay? Snake wins. He just won, and he knew it. If she would have said, you can eat of any of the trees except for the one in the middle or you shall die, the snake is defeated. He is defeated. Jesus was 40 days, he fasted for 40 days and the 40 days in the wilderness, okay? And Satan did what? Tempted him. How? With Scripture. And how did Jesus, God incarnate, defeat him? quoted scripture okay the serpent is the most crafty okay and it literally has in line of it uh, of uh, of a bait and switch do you know what a bait and switch is okay make you think you know what's going on okay only to have it switched i throw it out and back and throw it as a sleight of hand and all the rest of it. Uh, if you got ever watch magicians and all the rest of it they're always got something that they're making you focus on because the other hand is the one doing the trick Okay, and I don't, I don't care what it is. They want you to focus on something because something else is going to happen. That's the illusionist or whatever you want to call it. All right, but you see what I'm trying to get at? Satan says, how, what has God said? And you tell me what God has said. That's how he does it. Why? Because all he needs is the door. Do they know what God has said? Okay, uh, man, I wish I have so many illustrations of this just in my personal ministry that I can't even begin to tell you. Okay, here's the one that I deal with the most in our society today. When can a Christian divorce? Okay, they want to know that. Why? I want something for myself. Okay, because see, that's what happened. Look what happens next. The serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die. 
For God knows. Now watch what he does. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open and what? You'll be like God, knowing good from evil. Okay? What did he just do? Appealed to the flesh. Appealed to the flesh. You won't die. You won't die. Okay, now think about it. She, it says she took of the fruit and she ate it. You know what happened? She didn't die. What happened? Oh, yes, yeah, she did. She died instantly. Just like that. Okay? You know why I say that the, she died instantly? Look at verse 8. The man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God. That's spiritually dead there. All right? As soon as they ate of the fruit, they died. Okay? But the serpent said, all I need you to do is tell me how much of the Bible you really know. How much do you augment it? Because if you augment the Bible, then that means that you don't trust it. And now I have a door for doubt. Okay? Let me show you something that's fascinating. Go to the other side of your Bible. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. 15 and 16 is the flow of the thought. Verse 16 says this, all right, because what he's saying here, he says, I don't want you to love the world, okay? The, the, the place that you exist in, I don't, I don't want you to love that, nor love the things of the world, Okay? And then he says, and if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All right. And, and I mean, this, John was having a bad day when he wrote this one. Because, you know, when people say, well, I believe I'm saved. Why would you say I'm not saved? I say, well, read First John. Tell me how you line up. Basically, salvation. Basically, John says salvation is seen. Okay. The passion of the person is what they're doing. Here's what he says. For all that is in the world. Now, look what he just said. For all that is in the world. You got it? I like that. You know what he's saying? Nothing in the world is disqualified from this next statement. For all that is in the world. All right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. Stop right there. Who's the ruler of the world? Satan is. Satan is. So everything in the world is what? Based on lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. What did Satan do in Genesis 3 to Eve? He appealed to those. those. It says right there that she looked at it and it was pleasant to look at. It was good for food. All right? And you'll know as God knows. You see what's amazing? It ain't changed. (laughs) He hasn't got a plan B. Why? He makes the world what? Something that you lust after. Okay? Lust in and of itself isn't bad unless depending on what you do with it. 
You can lust after the things of God. Okay, but here's what happens to you and I. How many times it is it the pride of life? How many times it is the lust of the flesh? How many times is it the lust of the eyes? Okay, and I can tell you how many times. Everyone. Every single one. There's nothing new here. When two, when a siblings get mad at each other, what's causing it? Well, I have righteous indignation and my little brother here doesn't. Really? That's not true. I don't like my sister. I don't like my mom. I don't like my dad. I don't like my coworkers. I don't like my boss. I don't like this person. I don't like that person. Why? Because you know, I've seen this. Did you hear this guy got um, convicted of murder one for road rage? His car was the, 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 the weapon. And I'm just sitting there going, you killed two people because you were in a hurry? How important are you? I mean, even the President of the United States puts up roadblocks. You can be in a hurry, but he's in a bigger hurry, and you want to wait until he's through. Okay? I mean, they shut down air, air traffic when he's flying around to make sure that, I don't know. Okay? See, they buy the lie. You're important. Why do we have road rage? Anytime you get anger, understand that all that is is your pride. That is all that is. It ain't your wife's pride. I'm going to deal with that in a little bit. It ain't your husband's pride. It is your pride. It is all yours. It's your package. You can just look at it and think, gosh, that's mine. Why? You'll be like God. That's basically what it is. I am so important that I need what? All right? We look at this. You will be as wise as God. It is knowledge. Look, what happens? Starts to doubt. What has God said? Okay. And what is amazing is now. Listen, I can give you all kinds of ramifications here. Where was Adam? Why wasn't he protecting her? Okay. Why didn't he do his morning devotions with her? I mean, their Bible wasn't that hard to memorize. And how did it come she got it wrong? Okay. And if you're truly honest with yourself, how many times do you doubt God? Daily. Daily. Okay. Now, I want to show you something here because... Um, this all starts, this temptation thing that you see here in the first seven verses of Genesis. Um, go to the book of James. That's what I meant uh, earlier saying that we're turning the lights on the Old Testament and we can see a little better. James chapter 1, James 1, 13 through 16. Okay, now I want to show you something. Let no one say when he is tempted. Okay, let's stop right there. Okay, the word tempted means tested. All right? Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. Now, let me ask you a question right now. Does God test you? But how come James says he doesn't? That's what it just said. Let no one say when he is 
tempted, when he is tested, I'm being tempted by God. But I thought God tested us. I thought he said earlier, says, know that consider it all joy when you fall into these various things. It's right there in the text. For God cannot be tempted by evil. God does not use evil to tempt, to test you. Okay, so if it is something evil that is there, you can count, bank on it. God ain't doing it. Okay, now look what it says. For he does not tempt anyone. He does not test anyone through evil means. Okay, uh, God doesn't make, uh, I, I read this thing, was it Thursday, I don't know, one day this week that talks about how many pastors uh, are looking at pornography on the uh, uh, internet. And it's, it's becoming uh, the, the guys down in the Springs, what is them, um, you know, them folk, uh, Dobson and his people said, this thing is becoming epidemic. And, and, and I just sat there and I kind of, I shouldn't laugh, I guess, but I did. I laughed. I thought, that's stupid. You're telling me that the pastor's in his study, he's studying the word of God and all of a sudden, poof, pornography pops up on his computer screen. How'd that work? That, that crafty old serpent, buddy, he can just get right into the World Wide Web and poofed right into your face. Okay? No. This text tells you how this works. How are you tempted? It's not by God. Okay? Evil, God does not use evil to test us. God uses his word to test us. Do you believe me? Period. Okay, look what it says. Each one is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. Where does that come? It's in the world. We already looked at it. I just showed it to you. It's in 1 John chapter 2. It's all over the world. Do not love the things of the world or the world. Why? Because it will tempt your eyes, flesh, and boastful pride of life. Isn't that not true? Isn't that not true? Okay. So where does it begin? In your gray matter. That place where the Holy Spirit is, where your conscience is. That's where sin starts. You think about something. It is evil. Okay. Look at what happens next. Then lust, when lust has conceived. Okay, what does that mean? He's using birthing terms. You have an egg, you have a seed, you bring the two together and you give birth to what? Sin. You take the thought... Here's the thought. You know, and it's hanging out there. Remember Paul says, I was convicted by coveting? Why? You can't see coveting. I mean, I can sit and covet and nobody will ever know it. But if you're going out committing adultery, you can get caught. Or if you're stealing, you murder, um, anger, all that other stuff, you can see that. But you can covet till the cows come home and nobody ever knows it. You can just sit there and covet, 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 right? And nobody knows it. But you know what happens? Coveting is the seed that gives birth to stealing, another man's wife, 
Just take the list. Go down the line. How's come a, ch- a child doesn't honor its parents? Well, what do the parents know? They don't understand. They don't. Ask them. Ask any child if their parents really understand. And then all of a sudden, one day they wake up, they've got kids, and they say, you know, my parents was right. I hear words that come out of my mouth that I sound like my dad. And I go, oh my God, I have grown into that very thing. But it starts with, they don't know why. It's the boastful pride of life. What can these old people really know? See how it works? It starts in your brain and you play with it. When a pastor ends up with some kind of something on the internet. Now listen, I've bumped into stuff on the internet that I shouldn't have looked at. And I'm not going to give the sites because I don't want to tempt anybody. I was looking for some governmental sites and I typed in certain government branches and I went to them and was, oh my, that's not exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) And then it was during the time of the Clinton administration. I said, no, that's right. Wait, (laughs) I was was right. Sorry, I just don't need to be there. But he says the kind of stuff that you, it's out there. Absolutely, it's out there. But here's the thing I want you to think about. Okay, if you play with it, how long before it comes out and is acted on? Paul told Timothy, flee youthful lust. You know what that means? Run, run away. Don't think you can fight it. Don't think you can come on, come on, come on, come on, make my day. No, run. And yet, how many? Well, I'm strong in the word. Duck. He who says he's without sin calls God a liar. And the same thing that Eve stumbled in in chapter 3 is the same thing your flesh will fight until the day your faith becomes sight. Look what happens next. Lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and what sin has accomplished, it brings forth death. Verse 16, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Now listen, let's go back to our Genesis text. All right? I've had people ask me, where does sin come from? You. You think about it. You play with it. Just, you know, it's, and it's harmless. And you play with it. You take your time. You play with it. You let it grow. And then all of a sudden, one day it comes forth. Boom, there it is. And then once it is full grown, it brings about death. Okay, now let me show you something. Eve and Adam partook of the fruit that God said, don't partake of this fruit. And as soon as they did, all right, their eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. Verse 7 says, and they, and I love this, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. All right. There it is. It gave birth. Why? She was tempted. How did it happen? Doubt God. Just doubt Him. Just doubt Him. That's all it is. Okay? And the serpent said, no. And I have heard so much written about this that it is minutia. 
Well, you know, Adam saw how she was and how she had fallen and he didn't want her to be alone, so he hated the fruit. What? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay? He hated the fruit because he wanted to be like God. And his wife was standing there with this fruit with a big bite out of it and she was still alive. Okay? So, ah, it doesn't kill. He ate the fruit, and guess what? Man, I'm staying buck naked in the jungle. What's up with me? What are you doing, woman? You ain't got no clothes on either. Uh-oh, God's coming in the cool of the afternoon. We need to hide. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. You save tonight, and you give birth to sin. It will take you to spiritual death. No, you're not going to lose your salvation. It will take you to a place you don't want to go. God's not going to hear your prayers no more. And everything that he does is going to be one of these. And that's just a blast. I know none of you guys have ever been there. I've been there. I live there about half the time. I'm talking to you, Opie. Me? <laughs> well, you just read that again and you're sitting there doubting. That's the kind of stuff you have to pay attention to. Why? There's spiritual death for a Christian. Okay? Now listen. There's physical death too. Um, you, you know, uh, it says not all things are profitable. All right? Uh, don't be mastered by any. Uh, I know Christians that they'll ask me, well, you know, is it a sin to smoke? No. No. I can't show you a biblical text, but don't be mastered by it. Okay, why? I wonder where cancer comes from. All right? And you know what? That's fine. I, I'm not... You know, I've got a book. It's a fascinating book that every Christian ought to read. It's called uh, Banquets at the Grave, Addictions. And this guy is dealing with a friend of his who's a, called himself a recovering alcoholic. This guy's not... This guy's a theological giant. And yet he calls himself a recovering alcoholic. And he basically goes through the book and describes whether it's cocaine, we've got, you name it today, we've got something that addicts us. I mean, it, we can get television, video games. Basically, all it is is your flesh wanting to make an idol out of something silly. I mean, that's the way I just look at it. We have idols, all kinds of weird idols. All right? And he basically goes through and says, no, any addiction is idolatry. That's how it starts. How? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life. That's how it works. Okay? And how does it work? Well, you sit and you play with it in your mind and you think about it and somewhere down the line you get the opportunity and you just kind of, well, isn't that that big a deal? And you know what? Usually what happens is you don't get caught. If you got caught first time, you ever did anything, you wouldn't do it again. But if you do it one time, well, I didn't get caught. Wasn't that big a deal? Was it? And then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again, and then you get busted. Okay? That's what happens. Verse 8. Heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. That's that spiritual dead right there. They know God well enough to say, where are you going to go hide? <laughs> okay? Death has taken place. It's a spiritual death. And Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. 
Ain't nothing worse than being naked in front of God in the garden. Right? Then verse 11. This is what I call busted. Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? That's busted. Okay? The man said, The woman (laughs) you gave me, she gave me from the fruit tree and I ate. Okay? Listen, I want to show you something right there. All right? That is the single most common thing I hear on a regular basis. It ain't my fault. I had some kind of chromosome problem or a gene pool problem. Or if they hadn't done this, I wouldn't have done that. Or if this would have happened. Listen to it. Listen to Congress right now, our government. All right? They all voted for war, sort of. Why? Well, it wasn't my fault. Well, we got 3,000 dead. And? What did you think was going to happen when you go to war? Huh? What did you think? Well, I was against it, really. I just voted, you know, I pushed the wrong button. Why? It ain't my fault. We do it all along. You know, um, my great-grandfather, he was a moonshiner, therefore I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) And I mean, if you really look at this text, the syntax of the text, Adam is blaming God. You gave her to me. All right. <clears throat> then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? What does the woman say? Ain't my fault. It was the serpent. Verse 14 says, The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. And on your belly you will go. And the dust you shall eat all the days of your life. And let's be realistic. Most people are afraid of snakes. Right? We hate snakes. Why? Why do we hate snakes? You ever wondered why we hate snakes? I mean, everybody grows up. I mean, I used to be terrified of snakes until I killed one. And then I was like, (laughs) they're not so tough. (laughs) why because they're cursed you can go through any culture and you'll find that they are cursed they are feared they're the the, the bad juju whatever you want to call it (laughs) snake is the bad thing why because they crawl on their belly to eat the dust God said it it happened cursed more than all cattle and we won't even go into cows (laughs) and them poor Hindu people Okay, you guys should try McDonald's. But anyway, I mean, dude, you're, I'm telling you, not only do they taste good, you make money. Um, that's the kind of stuff. Here's what he says. Then look what he says. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Now, that's a key phrase there because the woman doesn't have the seed. The man does. But anyway, um, and her seed and she will, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise him. That's first right there. Verse 15, chapter 3, Genesis, the first promise the Messiah okay so that's the judgment God said you're cursed 
Okay, I told you this is what was going to happen. You know, look, you get busted and the first thing we want to do is what? Blame somebody. I blame somebody. Why? I got busted. And that's hard. All right, look what he says next to the woman. To the woman, verse 16, he said, I will greatly multiply your, birth, your pain in childbirth, and in pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Okay, I, I want to just touch on that one really quick. Um, we have a whole bunch of mothers in here. We have some that hope to be maybe in the future. And, and I'm going to make this as simple. Is that true? Is there pain in childbirth? Okay, God said there was going to be. He says, snake, you will be cursed and you will be enmity to the woman. Israel absolutely happened. Women, you will have pain in childbirth. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Right? All right. Now I will tread where angels fear to go. And yet your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. The word desire there. That means women will want to love their husbands. I heard a guy tell me that. What? That's a curse? Well, in some cases maybe. But... <laughs> but <laughs> what does it mean? I can tell you what it means. Hebrew. Assert the authority. God designed it, authority and submission. Two pillars to hold all society together. You see it in the animal kingdom. You see it uh, in the human kingdom. Okay? Women will always want to exert the authority of man. Tell me I'm wrong. Anybody want to tell me I'm wrong on that? Okay, we have one, two, three, four, a handful of women here today. Do you have that desire? Does that mean yes? Okay. Isn't it true? Go. You don't believe it, men? Go home tonight and say, honey, just submit. Okay? Just tell them that. And watch what happens. You'll end up where my wife works up at the emergency department. What's that thing over your eye? Submission. <laughs> I didn't know it left that big a bruise. All right, And then to the man, he said this. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife. Don't even read more into that. Please. <laughs> it's not, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> Don't listen to the woman. That ain't what it's saying. And you have eaten from the tree which I have commanded you. You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Can we see that? Is the ground cursed? Absolutely. Okay, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Toil means in, 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 a, in an aggressive laboring. So what do you think? Yeah, everything I do lasts for a little while. I have to go back and do it again. You know, why do I have to paint my house year in and year out, <laughs> inside and outside? Okay, um, the thorns and the thistles shall grow for you. And is that true? Till up a piece of patch of ground. Okay, just take your little rototiller thing out, till it up, make it nice and brown and all the rest of it, and leave it alone and see what grows. Okay, thorns and thistles. Fine. But I won't, where's the flowers? I don't know. 
All right. Um, you shall eat of the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall turn to bread and return to the ground, because you've taken. Um, because from where you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Is that true? Absolutely. That's the judgment. Now the man called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all the living, and the Lord God made the garments of skin. Now right there, verse 21, death entered into God's kingdom. Why? The penalty of sin is death. And some animal didn't just say, hey, take my hide. Okay, God killed an animal and covered them. All right, then God, the Lord God said, because man has become like one of us, that's us, the plurality of the Godhead, knowing good from evil, and now he might stretch out his hand, also take of the tree of life, which would make him an eternal being and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out to the east of the garden, and he stationed the cherub with flaming sword, which turned in every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. Okay? God kicked him out of the Garden of Eden and then put a guard up. A big redneck angel with some kind of flaming sword, which tells me that Adam was smart enough to say, I'm not going back there. Okay? That's judgment. That's judgment. But understand that it started all the way over in verse 8 when they thought they could hide. They thought they could hide. All right, it's all in there. It's all in there. And I want you to see tonight that what started in chapter 3 of Genesis is still going on today. When we get busted, we want to blame somebody else. The reason that we get busted, we doubt God. It's key to it. And you know what? Sometimes we do it because we're just biblically literate. I didn't know. I remember young in my faith, what's wrong with pride? I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to be this or I'm proud to be that. Well, that was the issue that got Satan kicked out of heaven. Ooh. How bad is that? Well, you don't make a person, a young man, an elder if he's new in the faith so he doesn't fall into the condemnation of the snake. Why? Pride. Look, I'm good enough to be an elder. Paul says, don't do that, Timothy. Don't point a young man, a young person in the faith into a position of leadership. And what do we do in the church? Well, if you want somebody to study the Bible, make them a Bible teacher. Get them saved, and next week you got your own Sunday school class. What? But I thought it said that the teacher's judgment was harsher. It is. All right? See, what, what, I'm, what I'm, I want you to see is I can go Genesis to Revelations. There ain't nothing changed. There ain't nothing changed. And that's why we have it. God said, here's how it is. Here's how it is. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Father, thank you that you've given us this and you've shown your faithfulness. Yes, Lord, it was in judgment. But Father, even the doubting of our ancestors, Adam and Eve, we struggle with. Father, give us strength to overcome these things. Father, give us your presence, your power to overcome these things. And Father, may we just draw upon the riches and the depth of you and you alone. Father, we just praise you and we just thank you. And Lord, I just ask that uh, as we look at this, there's a lot here. Yet, Lord, let us not add to your book. Father, let us not withdraw from your book. Let us be strengthened by it to your glory and to your praise in Christ.
Amen.